Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Monday, Monday. Just another manic Monday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Happy Monday. Thank you for making us a part of it. Jake, coming at you from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me, looking very dapper, by the way, in a, uh, what, what color would it be? Fuchsia Zone golf shirt? It's a light purple, whatever that qualifies nice. as. Lloyd talked me into wearing it. It looks good. I don't like it. I like it. But it's a free shirt, so it's my favorite shirt. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, and safely, social distancing from uh, Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Terrible. How are you? <laughs> Jeez, you're such a sour puss. I mean, come on. You take your lumps sometimes, and you take them, and you carry them, and you keep moving forward. You ever have uh, those days, and, and i got to admit, it doesn't happen often with this job, that you get out of bed and you think, man, I don't want to go to work. <laughs> today is, is one of those days for me. Well, it could be worse. It could be Matt LaFleur. Ugh. Oh, it could be Kevin King. <laughs> Gordon's uh, two teams won over the weekend. And, uh, oh, man, I'm, I've, I've decided I'm, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl. So I'm going to have the yes, experience of, of yes, seeing what are. else is actually on television you, during the Super Bowl. You are not. You're going to watch it. You're going to like it. No, no, no I'm not going to like it. I may watch it, but I'm not going to like it. I, I assure you. Well, um, I don't want to come across like I'm gloating, but like but, I when I but, texted you guys, I texted you guys and said essentially <laughs> I was having a good time, but I'd forgotten what it felt like because it had been so long since I could stand triumphant. I didn't see that text. I had, uh, I had already blocked you from communication. <laughs> okay. so. Yeah, good call on that. Block How'd your picks do, Austin? Uh, yeah. <laughs> How did your picking go? Great. Uh, I'm alive. <laughs> well, I'm healthy. It couldn't be better. <laughs> hey, it's okay to be wrong I was every once in a while, fellas. You were? Yeah, yeah. I was 0-2. So if I win the Super Bowl and you lose the Super Bowl, we tie. Is that right? Yeah. Is yep. that correct? Yep. So Gordon is uh, is out of the basement for good? Yeah. Gordon, sure Gordon's so. avoiding it. Wow. It's down to yeah. you and your me. Super Bowl pick is what it's down to, Jake. <laughs> Why? Why isn't it down to yours? Because you're picking first. I We've gotten that order all season. I Whatever know. you pick, I, I'm picking I the know. other. I know. So a couple questions <laughs> oh, know, for you guys. I'm pretty really. sure I know what I'm picking already. Do you know who Gordon's picking? <laughs> yes, I you do? absolutely no, you know don't. who Gordon's picking. No, you picking don't. Yet. No, you don't. Because, I see, now I'm conflicted because you guys always accuse me of having this love for Tom Brady. But who did I pick to win it all before the season started? 
See, I've thought about this, that uh, it's your conflicting loves. It's it's your love for Tom Brady, and then it's your love for the favorite. And it's Look. it's going to be tearing at your soul, and I know which way you're going to go. Oh, do you now? Yes. That's good, because I don't. I know that you are going to – your love of picking the favorite wins out over your it's, – it's almost <laughs> like picking with your brain instead of your heart. Your love for Tom Brady is one thing, but your love for the favorite is another. You are going to pick the Chiefs. It's like he well, loves uh, the we... Lobos, but he'll never pick the Lobos? Is that what you're telling me? Similarly, yeah, okay. I, I would say. Yeah, he's got What evidence, he's got wait, what evidence do you have that I love the Lobos? you got no evidence about that whatsoever. Go Lobos! You, you have, uh, you know, this is, this is like um, <laughs> the... The difference between your no, I'm not going to go that way. Uh, your difference, but be- how about the? It, it's like your the difference between your love of your Porsche and the love for your family. You're going to pick your family. Oh, you're going to pick your of family course. every time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to pick your family 100 out of 100 times. This is your love for Tom against your love for picking the favorite, and you will go with the favorite 100 out of 100 times. Well, as I said, I'm on the record as picking the Chiefs before the season ever started, and uh, I got nothing but ridicule from you guys. I got that, it. But, it uh, set it up however you want to justify it. You're going with the Chiefs. Okay, so I have a couple questions for you guys. Enough about me. This <laughs> uh, about you right now. All right, what in the world would make you pick against the the all time greatest quarterback who's been to the Super Bowl so many times. What I mean, what 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 what? Okay, what okay. hold the phone here. That? Tom Brady was not the reason that they won that game. In fact, that second half <laughs> was hot garbage. <laughs> he the reason he was the reason Tom's in the Super Bowl is because Matt Lafleur is a <laughs> moron and a eunuch. Oh, is he? That is that was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in sport, kicking that field goal, and and people yeah. wonder why. It, well, I certainly suspect that he had money on the game, oh, because that there seems that seems intentional to me. They still had to get a touchdown. They had to. They had to do yes. the same thing either That's way. A, it, it is true. It You're is exactly right. the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And you have arguably the best player in the league. The person and you, you take, would want you most in that fourth down situation. And, and you, you take oh, the ball out it. of his hand. Let's kick it. And let's give it to, let's give it to Tommy uh, when all he has to do is get a darn first down. And, by the way, <laughs> might I add, you've been allowing – the defensive backs and the receivers to knife fight all game. And then one little, it got a little too much of his Jersey and boom. Oh, out, out here comes, we go. Out comes the I flag had... in the most critical play of the NFC title game. And some bozo has to be like, okay, oh, okay let's, on. let's go hold ahead on. and throw the flag and, and just all get, right, we won't on. make him complete the play. We'll just give hold it to him because you know, on. Hold it's, on. okay. Let's hear it. Okay, well, okay. You've said a lot here. All right. Let me start with what Matt LaFleur said about his decision. Anytime it doesn't work out, you always regret it, right? But 
It was just the circumstances of having three shots and coming away with no yards and knowing that you not only need the touchdown, but you need the two-point conversion. So the way I was looking at it was we essentially had four timeouts with a two-minute warning, and, you know, we knew we needed to get a stop. And I thought we were going to have to stop at the end. But we got called for the PI. It didn't work out, but we're always going to be process-driven here. What the hell does that mean? And the way our defense was battling, the way our defense was playing, it felt like it was the right thing to do. That's okay. That's what he was thinking. He should fire himself. He should be so embarrassed that he's like, you know what? I'm giving up on this job. I'm I'm going to go away. He's got the quarterback who's been playing the best all year long. He takes the ball away from him. Uh, that That is hard to argue. And, Matt, you can say you're process-driven all you want, but that, that was a bad way to go. As far as the P.I. goes, now, Jake, you'll admit he grabbed the, the shirt. He grabbed his shirt. He grabbed his shirt like five yards back and is holding on to him like he's mushing a dog sled. Okay, so thank you again for proving my point about how dumb these referees are because then it should have been a defensive holding and not a pass interference, and they even <laughs> then made the wrong call. Uh, but let it go. Have You You saw all the replays of the previous uh, plays where they were letting it go. Okay. It's, it's like changing now. the strike zone for the most crucial pitch of the game. It's crazy. Okay, Mr. And- Hi- Mr. Mr. Hypocrite. Come on. You've been saying all along that in NBA games, if it's a foul at the end, call it. Consistency right? is my that- ultimate argument. And yes, <laughs> okay. consistently. When it's convenient for you. No, no, no. Consistency. If you're going to let it all go in the first quarter, let it all go in the fourth quarter. This is exactly what I'm talking about, actually, in kind of the he reverse. Shirt. No, yeah, but shirt. you weren't calling that all game. And by the way, while we're complaining about Matt LaFleur and the, the moron Packers, how about just not playing defense on the last play of the, of the first <laughs> half and giving them a free <laughs> seven points because you just, oh, I don't know. Guys, uh, uh, don't guard them on this play. Let's see if they can do it. You think they should have gone to a zone, perhaps? Maybe yeah, that would have been the right way to go. Anything else. Anything. <laughs> uh, when, he, when he was looking back, uh, what's his name, King? When he was looking back, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what are you looking back for? I mean, that's got nothing to do with anything. All you got to do is stop him from scoring. That's the only thing you need to do. And he lets him run right by him because he's looking back at the quarterback. I'll agree with you, man. That I that looked almost suspicious. So spare me getting back to the the, the origination of this uh, this uh, conversation. Spare me the Tom won it garbage. Well, that was uh, a beautiful throw on his part. Green I mean, Bay just it, totally he made some mistakes. You mean the uncatchable throw where they called pi or no? A different talking, we're talking about the touchdown at the end of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, throwing to a person that how do you know open. it was uncatchable? If somebody is uh, if someone is pl- <laughs> latching a caboose onto the receiver, how do you know whether he would have got latching there or not? a caboose? He gets a little bit of the jersey latching a caboose. Well, even his jersey, I, I, was his undershirt. Well, yeah, but it's the same thing. He's grabbing a part of his uh, his stuff. If that's He's a just flag, grabbing onto him, every pass play in that game was a flag. Oh my God. You can't grab someone's shirt like that. It happened all game long. Was there? And other they let it go. We're letting were grabbing it go. the shirt and and oh. saying mush, mush. So so, kidney punch is fine, <laughs> but grabbing a little jersey that that just goes over the line. 
I have no Spare problem me. with the guy throwing the flag on that, Jake. I know. I've read it. I've seen the tweets going out. People complaining about it. People saying Tom Brady's not that good. All this BS. Come on. Uh, when a guy goes to his super goes to the Super Bowl this many times now, when are you going to start believing? Well, and then he goes to a different team. Well, a, a team that had a losing record last year, or whatever it was. And he takes them to the Super Bowl again. When are people going to get off Tom's back? I don't have to cheer for him just because he wins a lot. And by no, the way, but he, at least he acknowledge back- acknowledge how great this guy is oh, and has been. What a controversial opinion that would be. Well, I mean, but yeah, but you guys talk about him like he's dog crap. No, we just no, he's don't. Just ha- a cheater. We don't have to cheer for him. Oh, here we go. Because now we go back to he that. and uh, Gordon. Gordon. And I'm tired of the same old thing year in and year out. And give I, me something different. I, and you know what? I'm not going to give him credit because he shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that was not? some of the worst coaching at that level that I've ever seen. Yeah, that goes, that's, that what, goes what, right what, up that's there. That's not with, his fault. Whose fault? It's not his fault. Don't blame that Don't take Tom credit Brady away for him. accidentally won an NFC title game. Oh, it's just like yeah. when he accidentally yeah, was... won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks because of bad coaching. Yeah, great, great point. So the guy's, uh, you know, blessed in life. You know, he did, he, he has whatever uh, Austin's luck is, uh, Tommy has the opposite. <laughs> and I hate him for it. Yeah. Right. You, you can't <laughs> right down to as, the only as, way as he Urban got his job Urban, was the Urban, guy who had it as got Urban hurt. Meyer once said, Jake, he said, luck never plays a part in football. So, I mean, look, it, you can go ahead and say that if that's a crutch you need to lean on to make yourself feel better. But the guy is going to the Super Bowl for the 55th time or whatever. He's he will have played in 18 percent of every Super Bowl, all of them. I mean, come on. At what point do you go, okay, what's the most important position on the field? Quarterback, right? And how many times has he been to the Super Bowl now? I mean, come on. You're still going to pick the Chiefs. What? You're still going to pick the Chiefs. Well, I mean, I picked them before the season started. uh I know. I know you're going to pick the Chiefs. Sorry. I love you, baby. Just not as much as he loves picking the favorite. Well, I'm not picking a favorite, just looking at something as plain as the nose on your face. You know, I saw this coming a mile away, and you guys... Or the Uggs you, on your feet. Uh, when was the last time he did an Uggs commercial? Doesn't matter, once is enough. <laughs> now, the other... Are, now, hey, I'll, while we're on the NFL, man. and we'll call this the starter, while we're on the NFL, the, the, Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs played really well. I'm not going to take credit away from the Chiefs. But, but Buffalo, come on, get off the bus. <laughs> at least, at least, show up to the stadium, and and the Bills, the Bills really missed Zach Moss big time. They missed him a lot in that game, and maybe that's something that uh, that we didn't talk about enough going into that because they they could not get a running game going, and he's been pretty good for them all year long. So they they really missed Zach Moss. But I mean, Josh Allen played his worst game of the year, or, or it's got to be pretty close. I didn't watch every single game he played but of his it, life. Is, I mean, it was just it, he was is, really bad. This is why you weight your evaluation so heavily toward the biggest games. That is exactly why. I'm not saying that he doesn't have a bright future or he hasn't played fantastic this year, but it's when the games are most important, when the real stars shine. And that gets back to what we were talking about before. But it's also applicable here. 
Yeah, again, the Chiefs were really, really good. They're obviously an extraordinarily gifted team, but come on. I thought the Bills were going to – come on. I thought the Bills were going to be better than that. I know we're bound. I, I'm, I wouldn't surprise because it takes a while to get acclimated usually for a lot of people. So, you know, they, their future is bright, but now is not the time for them. So, and, and, and while we're talking about it, we're bouncing back and forth here like a ping pong ball. But will people get off Aaron Rodgers back also about not running for it and, and running? I mean, I know that he could have scored. It looked like he could have scored. Although those those things close up pretty quick when a quarterback commits to running. And a lot of people have said he made a mistake there. Maybe he did. But I don't think it was a sure thing that he would have uh, scored had he held on to the ball and just run for it. And, and the other thing about Aaron Rodgers, everybody, come on, he's he's fine with the Packers, all right? He's not going to go anywhere. Jordan Love's going to have to sit for another couple of years. Uh um, well, I'm sure the Packers would want him back next year. Did you hear what Aaron said yesterday? It almost sounded like a retirement speech. He said, he said it was, the future was on, there were a lot of unknowns. Yeah, yeah. I could see him requesting a trade. He's going to be in Denver. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to go to the make, donks. Uh, oh, don't bite your tongue. He will not. Stop he it. Go he'll to win Denver. the Super Bowl next uh, year. No, stop it. Stop. Just put the brakes on that take right there. Happening. He's following Peyton Manning's. <laughs> trail yep i i i think he's gonna stay there but i don't know we'll see i'm not as I, certain i, I would he'll stay if lafleur is murdered i would get as far away from that coach as i could yeah that's a that's a really good point maybe you can get him a job at state farm i just don't understand who <laughs> i just don't yeah. understand how these coaches are around a, a game i mean they're living and breathing it for their entire lives right i mean that's the only way you're going to make it as far as being an nfl head coach is if you've done it a lot how you can make these decision decisions that are just uh, that are, are are just brainless decisions, and then what bugs me even more because people make mistakes, right? Like heat of the moment, my call, I made the wrong one. We never going back to the quote that you read at the beginning of the segment, Gordon. We we got uh, some song and dance about how we thought it was the right idea. Don't give me that. Just you, there's no way that a human could look at that scenario <laughs> in hindsight and go. Well, that I mean, that was just brilliant. I mean, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then to come out in the post game and be like, "Well, we we thought we'd give it to the best player of all time," and uh, you know, when he all all he had to do was give it a first, get a first down, and we would have still had to score a touchdown, which is the same thing we had to do to begin with. I mean, just yeah. just come out and be like, you know what? I did my math wrong. I <laughs> I I I don't know how to justify it because I can't. So. That one's on me. Have a day. Have a good day. Well, you haven't seen – when was the last time we saw a decision like that? Do you have to go all the way back to the Seahawks on the one-yard line? No, 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 uh-uh. uh-uh. It was Atlanta not running the football against the Patriots oh, when they right. blew that lead. Do you remember – I I remember watching that game uh, with a buddy. We were in Hawaii. It was fun. Uh, but uh, watching the Super Bowl at, like, noon is kind of weird. Uh, but we're just, I'm, I'm just looking at my buddy. Like, all he has to do is run the football. I mean, you you know, the clock keeps going when you run the football, right? <laughs> Matt Ryan out there slinging it all over the place, couldn't hit a receiver if he tried, and next thing you know, your guy Tom is making an epic comeback. And by the way, again, another Super Bowl that Tom accidentally won. Uh, of course, because it takes no skill at all to come back from a 
from a, uh, what was it, 25-point deficit. When the only way to win is because of somebody else's moronic decision. Come on. That game is over if if uh, if he runs the football, if they run well, there's the football. A bit, let, let's say it this way, then. If what you're saying is true, then Tom Brady has had about a zillion times more luck than any other competitor in the history of mankind. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> but that's not true, and you know it. Okay, so what isn't lucky, he cheated for. So... <laughs> I don't feel the same way about your hero, Gordon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not my hero. I'm just saying you've got to pay the respect for one of the greats. I mean, if not the greatest. Uh, It's just, you know, people always want to make some sort of excuse that it's not true, that it can't be true. There must be somebody who is better. Meanwhile, the guy's going to hoist his uh, or try to hoist his, what, seventh Vince Lombardi trophy or whatever. I mean, come on. It's... At some point, you have to, you have to say, okay, I I see it now. I'm willing to leave Brady alone. Tom alone. <laughs> yes, he's he's Austin's opposite. You know the the yin and yang of life in the world. You've got Tom Brady, and somebody's got to balance that out. You've got Austin, and somebody's got to balance that out. I mean, it just yeah, makes so, sense. So Tom owes me for all of his success. So, so okay, he does. So, he does. Here, here, here's my question: If you know that he's so lucky, then why do you pick against him? Because I, because uh, I'm an idiot. Because I am into self torture. I, <laughs> I, I, I root against these people so much that I get caught up in my own rhetoric, and and then I should just trust that he's going to back his way into a big win because of somebody else's ineptitude. Because it's happened so many times. So very many times. But I, I've, so, this is my vow right now, Gordon. Going forward, your NFL pick is going to be my NFL pick. I'm just going to be that boring. Whatever you say, that's what I say. I guess you're going with the Chiefs. Yep. That's pretty boring. Go go, Kansas City. Yep, there it is. Okay. I picked them before the season. Uh, all right. Because uh, Gordon picked them. I, I just look, you guys, it's, it's about time you face reality. You know, that's all Leave I'm saying. Alone. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to admit. Okay, I was wrong. You know, I, I I should have given a little more respect here. This guy is is going to do what he he so often does. You know, whether it's the whether it's the powers in the cosmos or whether it's him, it doesn't matter. Kind of like I mean, when you were saying Donovan Mitchell sucked a couple weeks ago. When did I say that? And he wasn't efficient. Yeah, he, we're running no, him down. I didn't say that. I, I, he wasn't efficient yeah, or you whatever. Did. You, you hit well, that on the Well, he wasn't efficient initially. Come on. You guys, are you guys going to deny that now that he is efficient? I, I told you he's been pretty good, and when are we going to give him the benefit of the doubt? And you said, oh, oh, he, hasn't, he, he hasn't earned oh, that. <laughs> Your credibility rating is dropping That's through the what, that, floor. That was like two whole shows of that discussion. It was not. It was, it was two. Now you're making me sound like Shaq. Come on. <laughs> All right, we'll get to the Jazz coming up next. They're, that was they're, a productive segment. They're red hot, in, in case you didn't notice. When are we going to talk NFL, though? I don't know. Uh, that was it. That was our <laughs> NFL conversation for the no, day. Oh, we got checked lots more off, to get into. Checked off the box. Thank goodness. Uh, we can get down to business and talk an NBA basketball. We will do that next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. 
Chris Hill joining us, former Utah Athletic Director. Larry Scott is out as the Pac-12 Commissioner. I have to say right now, Commissioner Chris Hill. Doesn't have a great ring to it. <laughs> Commissioner Chris Hill with $5 million next to my name? Of course it does. <laughs> okay, there you go. I like that. The ADs around the league who you know, was this a long time coming? Are they relieved it finally came? Did they think it was still a year off? I can tell you that most everybody, including you folks, you knew that this was probably the timing that was going to happen and the president was going to make a decision and Larry was going to do his thinking on it. This came down and I'm not surprised at the timing at all, given the TV stuff. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Going to make you sweat. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. (laughs) Band of the day today, CNC Music Factory, selected by Gordon and brought to you by Live Nation Concerts (laughs) for the latest tour news. And artist insight, uh, it's LiveNation.com. Gordon Webb. What are you laughing at? Uh, I just told Austin before we jumped on, I said, uh, this this takes me back to being in fifth grade at the Jazz T-Wolves <laughs> with my junior jazz night. You know, uh, how about that jazz? Time out jump, in the third the quarter. And they had some, I mean, they had some fun music back in the day. I think man. this and is this their song. only music. I'm not just talking about them. I'm talking oh, about you're talking about that music. genre. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't mind it. Look, it's not, it's not the listening music that you, that's sophisticated or not, but it'll get you moving a well, little that's, bit. That's that what fun. you were looking for, right? You, you wanted something with a beat, you said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, CNC Music Factory covers that nicely. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gordon. The Utah Jazz are red hot. They are currently at uh, 12 and 4. And uh, they are, let's see here, a half game back of first place in the Western Conference. They have currently won eight games in a row after absolutely destroying the Warriors on Saturday night. Now, I know the final was 127 to 108, but I mean, that game, they, they led by as many as 37 points in the third quarter. I mean, they just absolutely dismantled the Warriors. And, Gordon, I, I sent you a text over the weekend that, of course, uh, was not responded to, uh, saying, you were right, Gordo. The Jazz played uh, against Golden State. They had a little extra chip there. You know, I don't yeah. know if it's uh-huh. a, any coincidence coming after the the TNT thing, but they had a little extra chip on their shoulder and, and really played uh, incredibly well. Started the game 14-0. I yeah. mean, just thumped the Warriors, who, by the way, beat the Lakers the other day. So... You know the the Warriors have been playing some some really good basketball, but that was that was really something. They took the wind out of the Warriors' sails and uh, by just playing terrific to start that game. And uh, before we get to finish that thought, though, I want to I want to make it known uh, that you know all these different websites have their NBA power rankings. Well, CBS Sports power ranking has a certain team at number one. Well, really, the uh, T Wolves, huh? Jazz it says, make it eight wins in a row for the Jazz, who earned the top spot in this week's rankings after putting an absolute offensive clinic 
in three, putting on an absolute offensive clinic in three games. They made nearly 17 threes per game and shot 40% from deep while putting up an offensive rating of 122.2. Utah also set an NBA record for most three-pointers made in the team's first 15 games of the season with 248. Math and logic suggest that they won't be able to keep this up, but boy, have they been fun to watch. Donovan Mitchell, Shaq criticism aside, averaged 29.7 rebounds and five assists while going 13 for 23 from deep this week. You're right. I mean, they are playing fantastic. And this is the kind of basketball that Quinn Snyder had in mind for his team. And it seems as though that message got through. And it it helps when the message gets through and you've got the talent to do it. And uh, the Jazz are setting themselves up uh, to be responsible for this kind of talent. Now, they might not be able to, to have this kind of, showing throughout the season, but it sure looks like they can do it uh, pretty consistently now. Well, we'll see. Again, they can't, you know, they're not going to win all the games left on their schedule. You know, that's not possible. We'll see what they do against the Knicks tomorrow night. The Knicks did a couple of things that uh, threw the Jazz off their their rhythm the last time these two teams played. But, you know, the the pace is, uh, the way that they're pushing the tempo is, is pretty remarkable, actually, and is... Um, before the season started, one of my wonders about this Jazz team was, would there be enough shots for everybody? Would there be enough shots to go around? And uh, how would they get those? And the the answer has been uh, pushing the pace. The answer has been running on, uh, on uh, you know, rebounds, turnover, obviously turnovers, that sort of thing, because they're getting up more shots than they did last year. And that's how, you know, everybody is, is really having an impact because they've made that change in their game plan and it's been extraordinarily effective. Yeah, yeah, it sure has. And I want to get back to something Quinn said last week, and you you wondered if it was 100% true or whether he was just talking like a coach. But he said when he was asked about the offensive efficiency and the, the good shooting, he said it starts with the defense. And I think that's what you were alluding to there when you talk about transition baskets. Uh, well, that's got to come from somewhere, not just missed – not not just the other team bricking a shot. I mean, the Jazz are playing better defense, and they're getting out and running. They are playing better defense, and of course, everything is is intertwined. Um, what what they're doing well on defense is making other teams take shots that they don't want to take. Um, and we can get into this uh, statistically uh, a little bit uh, further, but uh, the, basically, they're making the other teams take twos that are not in the paint. And you know, the Jazz, offensively speaking. Uh, want to get corner threes and get shots at the rim on defense. Obviously their, their strategy is, is opposite, but um, basically they're not giving up any threes. Uh, they're giving up a ton of twos, Gordon, and those twos aren't going in. So here's, here's what I mean in the league, the jazz rank 25th in opposing two point shots made. Okay. They rank 29th in opposing two point shots attempted. So you with me? Other teams yeah. are taking a lot of twos. Mm-hmm. Percentage of two-pointers made, they're second in the league at 49.1%. So they force more twos almost than everybody, and those twos don't go in. So essentially what they're doing is, like you were talking about there, they are preventing teams from doing to them what they right. like to do to them. And here's opposing uh-huh. three-point shots, Gordon, okay? Uh-huh. 
Uh, three points opposing attempts, 11.2 a game, third in the league. Three point, or that's made, excuse me. Three point attempts, 32.1 a game. That's fifth in the league. Three point percentage, 34.9%, sixth in the league. Mm-hmm. So they're extremely effective against the three. They give up a lot of twos, but those don't go in either. Well, that that pretty well spells it out right there, Jake. <laughs> and they're still, let's see, what are they? Uh, still first in the league in total rebounds. So odds are when those shots don't go in, they're rebounding them. So do you think this is real, or do you uh, do you agree with what that uh, the pollster was saying that uh, there's no way the Jazz can keep playing at this level? Well, they haven't. I mean, like I said, they're going to lose again. Well, that's not. I'm not talking about the <laughs> ultimate result. I'm talking about playing like this. Okay, so yes is is the the answer. I think the Jazz can be top three in the West, 100. Yes, but the other team's really good too. So they're going to run a, into some teams that are constructed ways or play certain ways that are. It's not going to be quite so easy, right? You know, when, for example, they play the Lakers, the the Lakers are so, uh, Scotty was talking about this today, they have so much length defensively, they have the ability to interrupt what the Jazz do. Uh, you know, the Clippers, same thing. Teams that can switch a lot. Those, there's going to be some, there's going to be some game plans and some teams out there that are, that are also very good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, can they really? Uh, more important than that is, can they do? Can they perform this way against the best in the West? And that really is what it comes down to. Because now we're not talking about whether the Jazz. I hope I'm not going to curse anything here, or, 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 or put the whammy on the Jazz. But I'm fairly certain they're going to make the playoffs. So then, what can they do in the playoffs? That's what really this is. The season is useful to them just to make improvement. And I agree with what Quinn says in that in that way because you ask him about what about how great they're playing, their offense, their defense, whatever. What does he always say? He says we just want to get better, and he's right. Some people say, "Oh, that's what this coach speak. That's what coach." No, that's what the regular season is good for. Is for this team to see what heights it can reach in preparation for the season that really counts. And if if they do this consistently. They're not going to do it all the time, like you said. It'll be off nights. I get that. But if they show that they can do this on the reg, then it better prepares them for running into a team like the Clippers or or the Lakers or maybe maybe the you know one of the other teams like the, the Nuggets or some some other team that they're going to face. So, uh, I mean, when you're when you have when your ra- your rating is fifth, offensive rating is fifth, and your defensive rating is fourth. You're positioning yourself for a real, true title run. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but, I mean, they're playing like that's what their intention is. You know, one thing Donovan said after the Pelican game uh, last Thursday, of course, got lost in the Shaq convo that uh, Mm -hmm. still dominated the conversation into the weekend. But one thing that Donovan said in his postgame that I, I thought was really, really important about that particular game was, Things weren't going their way. They got punched in. The, they gave up forty-three points in the first quarter. I mean, yeah. it it wasn't it wasn't going well, and they responded and ended up winning going away. You know, so it it wasn't like you know they they waxed the Warriors from tip. I mean, from the second that game started, uh, the Jazz just blew away the Warriors and everything was going their way. But what was important about 
the Pelicans game was it wasn't that way. They responded, they recovered, and it wasn't a close game. It was it ended up being a blowout. He he made the point of, um, and I think he brought up the Nets game specifically, but it happened in the Nets game. Kyrie Irving was all over him in the first quarter. They had no answer, and that was it. You know, the game was lost. It was over, and they didn't. Not only did they uh, not win, but they didn't. You know, it wasn't pretty. So, you know, fast forward to that Pelicans game. I, th- I think that's critically important. I, th- I thought Donovan made a really, really good point there. And then to go in and, and continue the momentum against the Warriors. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they got off to a slow start against the Knicks again. And you see yeah. how they respond. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I let me ask Austin a question. Because, Austin, I saw your uh, tweet that you sent out about what Steve Kerr said, that the Jazz really – I, I'm paraphrasing. Do you remember what his exact quote was, Austin? Uh, he said a couple things. He said that the Jazz are right now where the Warriors were three to four years ago, which is a quite, thought I quite had. Quite a compliment. Quite a compliment. It's a thought I had had, but I didn't dare let myself believe it until Steve Kerr said it. Uh, and uh, then he also said the Jazz look like a team that's trying to win a championship right now, and I think they're capable of doing that. So – when, and thanks for for tweeting that out because uh, I sat and thought about it, and I wanted to ask you, Jake, is that something you think is a realistic goal for the Jazz this year? A championship? Mm-hmm. Um, if they play like they are now, I think so. But I, you know, the the Lakers are still really good, and yeah. the Clippers are are also good. And if you have to go through both of them to get to a title, um. I don't, I don't see that happening necessarily. But if you only have to play one of them, so which would mean, and David James has talked about this a little bit on DJ and PK, could they get to the number one seed where you only have to face the Lakers or Clippers as opposed to having to go through both those teams? Boy, that's a tall order, but that, that would make your life a little easier, wouldn't it? It would make the road a little bit more open, yeah. You also don't know what will happen with this crazy season that is on the health injury front, and I don't need to yeah. say any more than that and curse anybody, but the Jazz, I think, are talented enough that they could surprise some people and still beat the Lakers and or the Clippers, but this is also such a crazy, crazy yeah. season that a lot of things can happen both ways. Well, right. How did LeBron get his title in Cleveland? Because Steph ended up injured during the playoff run. And Draymond, and, and was Draymond suspended. got suspended. But remember, Steph who had... Oh, geez, my memory fades. He had sat out of a previous series, and he was hobbled his knee, I think, he right? He missed the whole first round, I yeah, believe. Yeah, and uh, just wasn't right, and Cleveland was able to capitalize. I mean, look at look at Toronto with Kawhi Leonard. That Warriors team, you know, slowly but surely lost all of its key players, right? And and Kawhi was able to get a, a title. So to, to Austin's point, you never know what circumstance is going to be out there. But I, if they were able to get the number one seed in the West – that would make a huge difference, I would think. Uh, and my quote uh, on that tweet, uh, Gordon, my comment was, the Jazz will need some good fortune to go their way to, to reach that. Uh, they'll need more good fortune than the Lakers or Clippers will, but all champions absolutely need some good fortune, right? Right. I mean, Tom Brady built a career on it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll have more for you coming up. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Number one.
Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Went into the decision to kick the field goal there on fourth and eight, and do you regret that in hindsight? Yeah, anytime it doesn't work out, you always regret it, right? It was just uh, the circumstances of having three shots, coming away with no yards, and knowing that you not only need the touchdown, but you'd need the two-point. So the way I was looking at it was essentially had four timeouts with the two-minute warning. It didn't work out, but we're always going to be process-driven here. And the way our defense was battling, felt like it was the right decision to do. It just didn't work out. Did you agree with the decision to kick it there on fourth down? Well, I didn't have a decision on that one. Yeah, that wasn't my decision. But I understand the thinking above two minutes with all of our timeouts. But, yeah, that wasn't my decision. There's a lot of unknowns going into this offseason now. I'm going to have to take some time away for sure and clear my head and kind of see what's going on with everything. But it's... uh, pretty tough right now. Kind of hits you like a ton of bricks. It's a gutting feeling in your stomach. I thought we agreed we were done talking NFL football today. Yeah, but I planned this bite for this segment and then you guys just, uh, you know, wasted it from 2 to 2.30. So I'm, I'm playing it. Okay, if there was ever a time for Aaron Rodgers to go Jim McMahon on uh, on his head coach and say, "Coach, I'm not coming off the field. I'm not doing it. We're gonna we're gonna run a play, and I'm gonna do it with the field goal unit if I have to. But we are not kicking this football. Are you crazy?" But he didn't do well. That. He didn't want to burn a timeout. You know, to, to discuss it, right? I love that uh, LaFleur, too, is talking about his defense playing well. Aaron Rodgers is on your team. I don't care how well your defense is playing. <laughs> got Aaron Rodgers. But see, this is where I don't know what the hell he's talking about with the process driven. I mean, I understand we live in an age where people like to look at statistics and whatnot. But every once in a while, you got to stop and use your freaking brain. Uh. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Well said. He, he really said everything he had to say in that one grunt, like our friend Gordon. Just communicates a thousand uh. words. <laughs> you could have left mine out of there. Uh. <laughs> Grunting is good. I think it's, 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 it's healthy. Go ahead and grunt. In fact, I think make a goal for yourself. And this is a PSA for all our listeners. Grunt at least five times a day. Make it feel better. Does it, though? I think it does. I think it does. Like in that case, Aaron Rodgers needed to grunt. He, He needed to grunt. There was nothing else to do in that moment but grunt.
And that's what he did. And it made him feel a little better. Just just demand a trade, Aaron. You deserve it. Uh, How about everybody going after Jordan Love now? Because uh, had they used a first-round draft pick on a receiver, they obviously would have won that game. <laughs> Jordan Love is just sitting there going, what did I do? All I did was play college football. Don't be blaming me for anything. He didn't pick he himself. Grunt. He should grunt, too. Not her old grunt. I just I love our guy know, David James. There's a usefulness for grunting. Uh, I've always been a proponent of a good grunt. Have you? Yes. I think because I think it's a more recent development in your personality. To be honest, no, I've been doing that for many many years. <laughs> I'm not making pig noises. I'm it's, it's, I'm grunting. It's okay. Hans is going to be mad at you for playing that. Uh. Wait, but the reason I'm playing all these is we know exactly how every one of these people feel. Right. By yeah. just that audible. True. <clears throat> exhale. Right. I Gordon, if you, if you were, if you were uh, Aaron Rodgers in that press conference, how would your grunt have sounded? <laughs> okay. <sighs> His was better, though, because it was from the. From the heart. And I mean, he was hurting and he had that guttural thing and he, he, he worked it up. How do you, what it, would your grunt sound like when you hear Jake and I discounting Tom Brady, the luckiest cheater ever? Uh, yeah, that works. No, I, that didn't sound real. You didn't though. like that? Uh. No, that sounded so manufactured. Having heard, hear, heard all of grunt, Gordon's grunts in response to my terrible takes, just. Uh, yeah, but it, it, that grunt, when I do that, when I go, uh, that's, that's just sort of uh, me uh, uh, realizing that it's not, no matter what I say, it's not going to change anything. So it's almost mm. like an exasperated grunt. Yeah, that one. That one right there. <laughs> that That's the one that I get when I know I've really won an argument. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> I don't know what that one was. That one hit hit like me with that lunch. one again. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you're frustrated that I'm right again. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, that I'm was a, that was a confused like, <laughs> like I think he's right, but I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> oh, that that was a disgusted that you lost another one. <laughs> That was that snort. was that was disgusted that you lost another one, but optimistic about the next one. Oh. <laughs> That's quite the interpretation. Mm. That was uh, what Jake just said was so brilliant. I'm going to have to contemplate that for a second. <laughs> what was I thinking there, Gordon? <laughs> Turkey or ham? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Pumpkin or cherry pie? Mm. <laughs> J-Dogs mm. or Chili Verde? <laughs> That's the sound I make right before I ask the uh, Taco Bell person through the drive-thru for their uh, oh, <laughs> their recommendation. Is the chef in? Excuse me. Do you remember what you were really thinking when you did that? No. 
<laughs> well, I, try it with me at home right now. Or if those of you in the car, you're, think, of, think of something that, that makes you a little angry and let out a good grunt. Right uh. now. We're on, on three. Ready? One, two, three. Uh. Uh. Now, you feel, now you feel better. You feel better now. Did you know that uh, Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavalieri are back back together? Yeah, yeah I saw that, that happened this weekend. weird. Yeah, strange. Yeah, I did um, see it. All right, we'll uh, we'll get to more coming up next. We've got a little what's going on coming up. Stay tuned. The Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The Zone. Uh.